them come. This is their fate. Birdman hands. Let me get my Birdman hands in there. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, here with my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Today we got quite a bit to talk about, actually, and it's going to be a lot. So buckle in, you know, get your drinks, whatever you're going to do, you know, if you're driving, uh, keep your eyes on the road. But yeah, we got a lot to talk about. So before we get started, as usual, Jalen, Josh, tell the people how you've been, what you've been up to, what you've been doing. How's life going? Inform the people of your week. Uh, yeah, I'll go, go first. It's been a pretty good week. A lot of changes going on. Um, started a new job, which I'll tell you about later, but it, it not, nothing like special. <laughs> oh. But because of that, you know, everybody's schedule is changing and we got a, you know, a one-year-old. And so we're trying to think about what type of daycare we're going to be doing because um, mm -hmm. it's going to be a little bit harder schedules. Um, but yeah, finding like a, a daycare and preschool is a lot of work because one, you want like get the best service, of course, but also uh, like preparing your kid for preschool, like shots and not potty training, but like their behavior, like how is your kid actually going to behave when, when they're around a bunch of other kids and people. So yep. uh, it's been a lot to think about, um, you know, being a parent. Other than that, you know, every now and then try to get home after work, play some games, mostly been playing Call of Duty still. Trying to unlock all these guns. Uh, that's been, been a grind on its own. Yep. Uh, but it's a good time. I've been looking at a lot of other games because uh, I'm not playing any single player games right now. So I was trying to figure out what to get. I was going to pick up Cyberpunk last night, but still feel like that's the game is going to be too, not too big, but I, I want to put a lot of time into it and feel like I'm going to be distracted right now. I might find something else. Gotcha. But I mean, it's not like it's, it's hard to choose. I mean, it's not like there are no good games to choose from. It's just too many. <laughs> Yeah, that's a. I don't that want to is, give everybody a fair shake. That's a for sure is a problem. It's, it's a, it is literally too many. Um, but yeah, I think some. I guess some. Uh, something to think about is probably playing some of those older ones. Like I know you probably already beat Guardians of the Galaxy, but signed to something like ten hours, fifteen hours of that esque, you know. Um, yeah. Of that caliber, you know, and. Um, going through that maybe even spider-man if you want to try that um but that's that game's still 30 dollars. i'm trying to wait for that thing to be 10 dollars on pc and then i i pick it up the remaster version um but yeah. there's you know there's some options out there i guess that fall into that category um even going back and playing the arkham series i like doing that too there's plenty mm -hmm. plenty of stuff to do that um but yeah okay so you've been uh, chilling. Uh, I know the, the baby stuff is tough, and that is a big thing on our minds as well. Um, but what about you, Jalen? Um, you babyless man. <laughs> I keep, keep calling you that, the babyless man. Uh, how 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 how's your uh, week go, and what you been up to? Uh, shoot, my week. Uh, not a whole lot, man. I mean, just you know, the same old, same old. Been a 
a babyless uh, person. That's a good time. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't, I ain't even gonna hold you. That's a good time. That's a good goddamn time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't been in that lifestyle, so I just take your opinion. You got more wisdom than that, Rob. Yeah, um, I think I did both. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but shoot, nah, I mean, nothing, nothing real specific. Um, as far as like things I've been doing, I mean, me and my mom, we had went to Philly. Uh, mm -hmm. it's kind of cool. We had like a little remote meetup or whatever. I ain't never really got to do something like that. My mom one on one, so it's it's kind of cool. Um, she stayed like two hours from Philly or something like the hour and a half. So she drove up there. Um, and then I had pulled up there. I found like a a real cheap flight or whatever. So I was like, I mean, I ain't never been to Philly. And let me tell you, let me tell you, this mm -hmm. place called Green Egg, Green Egg Cafe, Green Eggs and Ham, Sam I am. I will not eat no Green Eggs and Ham, whatever they yeah. say in that book. Yep. <laughs> nah, but the place called Green Egg, Green Egg Cafe. Hey, they, I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. That little apple pie, French toast, little do that thingy thing they had going on in that book. I'm like, man. This is incredible, bro. This is probably some of the best <laughs> breakfast I had. I was an ever. Like <laughs> that joke was hitting, bro. I I yeah, hear the sound effect. It, it kind of faded out, but yeah, no, I, I'm assuming it was delicious. <laughs> yeah, now that it is definitely El Delicioso. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, then I had these little apple mimosa things that went like you know what I'm saying. Little fall time, y'all know the apples and. The, it's sort of apple cider mimosa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like, hey, we had to ask Shorty in there. She, you know, she was a little more cultured. I was like, hey, hey, man, what y'all put in these, man? Like, I need the recipe. She said, I got y'all. Wrote that junk down, mm -hmm. folded in a piece of paper, and slid it to us. I'm looking like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> gave us the recipe. I'm gonna see if I can make it. They had the mm -hmm. little man. That junk was just fire, bro. But enough about it. It's not a food podcast, so. But hey, overall, it's a good time. Me and my mom enjoyed ourselves. You know, it was, it was a cool little bonding time. Um, in the midst of y'all know, I'll be on a lot of fights and stuff. So I was trying to figure out which games to play. Yeah. Um. So I, uh, I mean, obviously I've been playing Overwatch. Um, but I tried out Hyper Light Drifter, and then I, uh, I was actually able to finish playing Sea of Stars too. So, um, those are some of the games I've been playing. Um, they trying to get me to play Call of Duty, man. I mean, y'all need y'all to say y'all listening. It's already there. It's already <laughs> happening. Danny want to play indie games. Know. Him play a AAA game somewhere. That's the SOS. I need help. I need help. This is this is my car. Losing six. Oh, bleach. Not just one. But yeah. So, but that's that though. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Well. You know, I mean, I've been, um, it's been, it's been like the same old, same old for me. I finally beat Alan Wake 2 and we're going to talk about the, the ramifications on what that is and, you know, how, how long it took and all the dedication it took, uh, only for, you know, to be bamboozled and led astray. <laughs> but, uh, what I'll say is, is that, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, you know, respect. You know, uh, protect your peace, man. Because sometimes there's bad actors out there. Man, uh, yeah, people that want to put words in your mouth too. <laughs> and, and so, if you say honor. so, if you say so, 
But Alan Wake 2 has been beat. And um, I've, I moved on to Jedi Survivor. I put 10 hours in there. I'm trying to be someone that play his games at this moment. And um, I've been enjoying streaming and just playing games. So I'm going to continue to do that. And yeah, I mean, I've just been chilling. So I did start to stream again. So if you guys actually want to uh, check that out, I usually stream from 1030 at night. Eastern Standard Time to 1, 12, 1, 2, and 12, 12 midnight. Um, that's usually when I, you know, I mean, to go to bed. But yeah, uh, that is what I've been doing. That's how I kind of been able to beat Alan Wake too, because I just kind of um, dedicated some time to that and played it a lot or a little bit. So, um, and I can, I, I'm gonna go into that in a little bit about my Alan Wake too. But um, outside of that, you know, the family's been great. Um, they always, you know, good. It's, um, you know, just a everyday thing, one step at a time. These kids are getting smarter, faster, stronger, and they just are um, taking on any mannerisms that they see. Um, they're doing my uh, sciatica stretches with me now. It's just funny to watch them just mimic the mess out of you. Um, and yeah, I'm not that old, but I do have a sciatica. And I, it's actually the physical therapy is actually working. So I'm, I'm happy about that for sure. And it's not as bad as it used to be. And I can actually sit for long periods of time without having an issue. But man, when that junk first came, oh, I don't know what the heck was going on. I was like, bro, how do you, I'm trying to work out. I'm trying to, man, I'm trying to better my life. And uh, <laughs> here comes good old old age. I'm like, bro, I'm not even that old fam. So uh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy to report that has been minimized. Physical therapy actually has a helping. Um and yeah, I'm not even on any like uh pills or anything like that. I know I had like some anti inflammatories, but that's gone too, people. So the boy is at the at the end of the recovery, which is great for me. I didn't need to have that on me. Uh still working on leaves in a yard. Sucks, you know, doing the dad things around the house. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, trying to figure out if I should just mulch the rest of them or pick them up. I'm just I'm sick of leaves. Uh, but we got the last drop of leaves now, so it's really just trying to finish up that last part and waiting getting starting the winter. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been chilling. Like I said, I've been playing a game. I I got a decent amount of time in over the weekend. Um, we obviously we were trying to play a little bit of Apex. Me and Jalen got a, a match or two in. Uh, which is like I said, it's it's still a fun game. It's just you know got its issues. So we're gonna talk about that too. And uh, we playing Overwatch, um, a lot of that too. And you know Magua uh, was introduced. Uh, we didn't get a chance to play with him, but we're gonna talk a little bit about that as well. Um, so we got a lot to talk about, and that's where I kind of wanted to uh, start. So intros out the way. Anything anything else before we move into our first topic? Uh no, let's let's get going. We got a lot, especially with like the yeah. news. Yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm gonna try to get my little Alan Wake two synopsis out the way so that everybody can know how I'm truly feeling about the game and um where I stand at for because we gonna still circle back to that game of the year because we still ain't get a list from Jalen so I still gotta put that on the thing too that 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 uh game of the year list because. For somebody that don't play no games, we gotta figure out what he looking at. What's got his eyes? Uh, so yeah. But Alan Wake Two, 
Um, it's everything everybody said it was. Very pretty game, technically advanced. It is a solid horse horror, uh, or survival horror. It has a good, compelling story. Um, so it's nothing out of the norm that I'm going to say here. Um, I'm just going to uh, probably debate the game of the year tag. I, that's it, because I, I honestly enjoyed the game a lot. And I, 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 I truly do think it elevated over Resident Evil 4 in a lot of ways because of just the story in itself. But I, I love Resident Evil 4 for certain reasons. And I loved Ellen Wake 2 for certain reasons. Um, and there's a lot of like perspective and thinking through like the whole storyline and understanding it and really enjoying the characters and trying to see what's going to happen next. It was more, it was, it felt more, um, it's extremely more polished than like an evil within, but it felt more evil within ish because of how much of the like interstellar story within a story world being built in the, in the world that you're in kind of thing. Um, more silent hill esque like, you know, uh, like mind games types, you know, the type of stuff. So, um, I really enjoyed it. I really like the connecting worlds. I really like seeing a janitor again from control a lot and kind of getting more backstory on him. Um, the connectivity of it all made me feel like it was some type of big payoff from what I was seeing. Um, the federal bureau of, uh, or the control, you know, from, from control, uh, uh, they were in it too. So it's just, it just kind of tied it all together. My only, you know, complaint about Alan Wake 2 is literally its gameplay. I felt it was a little too easy and a little too, um, I could dismiss it. I think the fluidity of it, I think the actual mechanics of it were solid. It just didn't feel challenging enough to me. Um, and maybe that's because I just wasn't playing on the hardest difficulty. But honestly, if I'm playing it on the normal difficulty that I'm normally associated with, like Resident Evil 4 was a lot harder, but I also played it on the hardest difficulty. I already played the game before. So I was trying to challenge myself with Resident Evil 4 because I already knew how the game was going to go. And I just wanted to play it on a harder difficulty to give myself a challenge. This here, if I'm going to play it on the normal settings, like I, I felt like Resident Evil 4 on its normal settings when I first played it was difficult. This game, it just felt a little bit more entertaining and fun and enjoyable but then it got to a point where it's a little bit repetitive and um well just just a tad bit like it wasn't a lot like honestly i i don't I, know i, I, I want to stress this a lot because the, the world itself was so varied and fun to explore it just felt like i was being it was being too much too cumbersome to go explore especially in Alan Wake's world, not in Saga. Saga's felt like a traditional Resident Evil 4 experience. Uh, Alan Wake's felt more um, evil within, but not super mechanically sound. It was just too many unknown unknowns out there. Like, obviously, Alan Wake, and, I, and it's not a spoiler, but he's being like... um haunted by shadows but some of these shadows don't exist in the world and they don't actually manifest in your world so if you, if you try to attack them 
they may not be an actual shadow that you needed to fight and it's just so much of that in his open world that it felt a little bit daunting to try to go out and explore it just felt like i was wasting my time fighting things that did not was not perceiving things as threats when they weren't and maybe that is a play on his world in general like perceiving things that are threats that are not and they want you to feel that way as he felt but in the end it just made me feel a little bit less engaged and skipping everything like i was skipping all fights because i just was like i don't have to fight you i'm not gonna deal with this and i don't want to continue to like try to pick and choose who i'm fighting against because the per this shadow next to me might not be a real person but he might throw me down on the ground and i have to still entertain everything and i just felt like it was a little too much and a little less it, it was a little less um it was not not enough threatening but just a too, too much overwhelming to the point where I just felt like it was skippable. So that was my biggest gripe. And like I said, Sagas was, was not like that at all because she didn't have that in her. She just had the traditional difficult, maybe experiences and stuff like that, where you may have fought fighting multiple enemies. But I do not want to, you guys take away from this, that this is a bad game. Cause it's not, it's a really good game. It has really cool sequences. And I quite enjoyed a lot of what I played. Um, so what I will say, though, is I am enjoying, <laughs> which we're going to talk about that, too. But um, I am enjoying another game even more. And I, before I even mention what that is, I want to continue to stay on out of the lake for a little bit. Um, so a lot of talk around game of the year for Alan Wake. And I can see where that comes from. As Josh kind of mentioned, and, I, and you you said it better, uh, but I don't know if you remember it, but what you kind of said about your your analogy and what you brought to the table when you kind of sent it to the chat, if you want to like explain that a little bit and what you stated. Um and what you oh, what? what parallel you you kind of put it up <laughs> against. What and that Alan Wake is uh is, is Kingdom Hearts? Correct, correct. Explain <laughs> yourself. It's uh, uh, adult Kingdom Hearts. Uh, yeah, because at the final list, but all the Remedy games are connected in the story, and um, the main the main idea is that Alan Wake wrote all their games. He wrote like in his world, and where he's yeah. like struggling with the shadows. He wrote. Max Payne, he wrote, um, I mean, which I think Remedy doesn't technically own Max Payne, that it renamed him to something else, but anyways, they it's actually the same just character. got him back. Well, no, actually, no, they got Alan Wake. Um, they got Alan Wake the first one, that's what they said. They bought Alan Wake, and that's why they was able to do the remaster. I don't know if they do Max mm -hmm. Payne, but they said that they were doing yeah. one and two, so maybe that was just a no, they don't, around. they don't own, um, Max Payne, so they renamed him Alex Casey, which is the the white guy with Saga. That he, actually he is played Max Payne and yeah. brought his face like to the his game. whole life and story and actor is Max Payne, but they just couldn't call him Max Payne. So that's Max Payne, mm -hmm. and then Alan Wake, uh, Control, Quantum Break, and then there's a TV show that are all connected in the story of uh, Alan Wake. Alan Wake is trying to get out. Of but get away from the shadows and so he's writing these characters to like help him out so that was interesting and then i was like actually reading into it and looking at the parallels where it does actually kind of line up where alan wake one is like kingdom hearts one and then uh 
control <laughs> is Kingdom Hearts 2 because you you don't play as the main character for like a big portion of the game and you switch to a different character. Uh, same. Mm. Uh, I mean, you not switch to a different character where it's like you think you are the main character yeah. in the game, but then the story reveals, oh, you're not actually the main character. There's somebody else and you're just like, not like their side character, but you're, you're like helping out somebody else. So it was yeah. a lot of interesting stuff with like uh, how this is a big interconnected world. And you, and you I guess you don't. Uh, that's what I was going to ask you about. How much homework do you feel like you need to do? Because like personally, I don't know anything about Quantum Break or Max Payne. But also like after playing Alan Wake 1, I kind of feel like this is a big world and they kind of expect you to like follow no, the story. Honestly, they don't even they don't even bring in like large references. It's just like they're nice to know if you know, but they not they don't they not necessarily needed to follow the story of Alan Wake. They explain a lot within the game, and you can kind of go over the case that was introduced in Control, like the Alan Wake experiment, um, the AWE uh, expansion. Mm-hmm. So you still are capable of playing Alan Wake 2 on its own without playing the other stuff. It's just more enjoyable if you have played the other stuff. That's it. Well, it's not even like it's one. a requirement. Um and that's that like I never played Alan Wake 1, right? But they talk they 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 told me enough about the first uh situation that occurred in in this game that it made me feel like I played it or at least had enough base knowledge to know what in what happened during the first go around 11 years ago because they keep reference back into it like that that like that was like a big part of it too so do i think you need to do a homework no but if you i would recommend uh getting like a synopsis on like the all the stories but you don't really need to either like like i, I they do such a good job with how they do saga that it did feel like Alan was like not an afterthought, <laughs> but he was like, you know, because you know you're playing Saga. Saga is the one that's introducing you to the world of Alan. Alan is just going through his world, so you obviously going to gravitate towards the person that is truly explaining and putting it together, right? That is that is that is like storytelling one on one. You're probably going to go. You got. You need someone to be in the perspective of the player, and then you need someone to be Alan, and, and obviously Alan is Alan. So Alan is just kind of going through his world, and after he has an understanding of what he has to do to get through it, Saga is trying to figure out and understand his world. So Saga has more of an informative, deep. Uh, perspective like a formative perspective and like a more so a story driven storytelling case board where she pieces all the clues together on what's happening and you through Saga's eyes you see the impact of Alan and um, it's really good like I said it's a really good story I really enjoyed it I thought it had a lot of twists and turns I felt like um, there's a lot of old crap moments and um, yeah, I just felt like it was a really good story. So if you're interested in like playing something for 15 hours, and I know you said, like I said, there, I mean, if someone, if, if people out there are interested in playing it for 15 hours, 
and unfortunately going through Epic, um, you can play Alan Wake too. And I, and I think a lot of people have the right idea of providing this to be the game of the year because it has the banger story and it has the most technically technically advanced graphics I've ever seen in a game. Period. To to date. Yeah. I see. So, um uh so yeah, I mean there's there is Cyberpunk's path tracing and then there is Alan Wake's where I can run it at 30 FPS and then there's still this beautiful looking playscape. Uh, obviously I decided to just play at 60 but when I did play at 30 for like 4 hours the the reflections the everything just popped everything felt grounded everything felt more immersive and I never thought that lighting would really do that but it does it makes the world feel more real and grounded and you don't get that shimmery effect and you don't get those weird screen space reflections where you where you look at the camera you change the camera and everything messes up and changes while you're changing the camera and takes you out of the moment of the storytelling so um i really did enjoy the whole technical aspect of it playing with it tweaking as i'm playing the game because i just thought it was so crazy good so um i understand where people can get game of the year i um, yeah i feel like yeah. Alan Wake is gonna it's gonna win a lot of awards. You know, there there's a lot yeah. of competition here, but I feel like this is gonna be the one of the ones that leaves the biggest impression. Uh, partly, yeah. it is the end of the year, and games that come out later usually do better. But also because, um, like I said, Alan Wake has a big connected story, and anybody mm-hmm. who's been like interested in their other stuff, it, they have more like connection to the characters and the world and the overall plot that's been building over over the last decade um and then like but I they say, still build the they still yeah they on they, technical they, level is good uh-huh they still built a great character in saga and she's brand new so not only do you pull in old characters for the nostalgic part but you provide us a character that we really i like she was my favorite part of the game so to do that with someone you're introducing, you know, new and everybody, you know how people don't like when you 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 get tricked into playing with somebody you may not want to play with, like. But I felt like she was the like the best part of the game at that point too. So it was dope. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I'm going to say what my game is, and I need people to uh, keep their little pitchforks in their pockets, but um. My my contender right now, all the games I've played this year, and I played Legend of Zelda, I've played um Dead Space, I played Resident Evil 4, I've played um quite a bit of games, honestly. Um <laughs> But I, I held off on playing the one of the games that I was most anticipating this year, and it, it was um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, I am literally playing that game right now, and honestly, all I want to do is keep playing that game. And it is something... It, it's, it's just something about the Star Wars franchise 
the ability to tell a great story, the level of design that they had to put into the forethought of not taking away my original powers and not making me double jump and really tr revel. They really had to uh, make sense of why their upgrades were happening for for Kyle and Cal and having the large sword and the the gun blaster stance and changing of the stances. Um, I have I I haven't had this much fun with a video game in a minute, and the storytelling is there too. So, unfortunately. I, I would if I had to pick a game of the year right now, I would still unfortunately have to go with Jedi Survivor. But and this is a big but, um, Jedi Survivor is in like one of the worst states for PC gaming I've ever seen a game launch in. And re, you know, he's by my boys, but this is completely unacceptable. So. Even if I truly love this game by the end and I like I praise it to no end, I would not recommend anybody else play it right now. And that's just that's just sad because I know people put in a lot of time. These cutscenes are phenomenal. This world is phenomenal. These this artistic design, this. Even the side quests, even the little things you do, the people you meet, the characters you build and like bring back to they provide you a, a hub where you can like go out and bring people back to this hub and their stories continue and you can still find them in the world and they're doing stuff. And it just shows that the amount of detail and like thought they put into everything and even these large worlds you're exploring, maybe even one time for a mission. It just they just nobody else does it this and this scale or a, a place you may not return back to. It's just it feels like like they did. They put everything into this game and for it to be a failure from a technical aspect and that ruins everything is so sad to see because, yes, I can run it at max settings at a 60 lot and have a great time but 89 percent of people can't probably more than that so that that tells me that it's um it's a crapshoot like even if gotham knights were to come out like that it would still be a crapshoot like if the game was the greatest game ever and it still came out in that state where most people couldn't play it it's just it just falls off of people's that game of the year list so what I wanted to do with this time, because I'm still going to have game. If I if if somebody had um, when I'm talking to the public and I'm at and they asking me this question, <laughs> I would say out of way too. But I wanted to give Jedi Survivor at least its moment because it truly is a good game. I mean, um, if I had to recommend. Uh, if 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 I could if if I could recommend take the technical stuff aside, only run a game this year for for people to play, it would still be that because I don't know. I like the Jedi. I liked it all in order. I just think this one kind of exceeds expectations on the story side, on the world building side, and you can have a really good time just exploring this world. It really does feel like a, a, a evolution or a leap 
from like maybe even going from Uncharted 1 to Uncharted 2 among these where they kind of had the bigger sets, the bigger things, the bigger moments. And um, yeah, sometimes people get lost in just making it really, really pretty and not really playable. But it doesn't feel that way with this game. It feels very, very much so playable, enjoyable to play and challenging at times when it comes to the higher difficulties and these um, enemies that you're facing because it is kind of in that soul-like-esque vibe where your enemies come back when you rest and stuff like that and you have a certain amount of recharge on health. So it's hitting all cylinders for me, games I like and um, and mechanics I like. So yeah, I, I, I can, you know, I, I can give it respect. I give respect where respect's due. So I just wanted to mention that because if technical stuff was aside, that would for sure be the game of the year I'd be recommending. Um, but unfortunately, when you launch in the state that it launched in, it just it, it, it just can't. You cannot put that on your list. It just I, I just feel bad for everybody that really put time and effort into it. And it kind of botched the so, launch. I would say, like, uh, I respect you for, like, you know, putting that disclaimer on it. But also, uh, I'm not a paid reviewer. Deontay ain't got paid review Jedi Survivor. <laughs> so yeah. if you enjoy the game, I think it is still fair to say, like, you enjoyed it. The game, it did come out in a bad place, and it had issues on console as well, where they had to, like, remove some ray tracing to get it to run right. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you you still had a good experience with it, that doesn't you know you don't have to say it's that that was after four hours of taken. That was after like they the last bump. Oh yeah, you you had experiences to yeah. like get it to run well. But yeah, uh, yeah it, it doesn't run well technically, but it's your favorite game, and I think that's still a fair argument. Yeah, no, no, I like think that. the same thing we happened with Cyberpunk with us. When we had a good experience because we was on like the old new generation consoles and everybody else had a bad experience. But I didn't care about the T stance and I didn't care about certain things. I just enjoyed the game for the great story and the world that it built. So, yes, there is exceptions to that rule. But. um, And you're right, I'm not a paid reviewer. I don't have to. I don't get paid for this. I'm just saying that. My conscience is like, it's like um, the same way where I feel like it's just like, I don't understand how you, because this is like, you don't understand how like something you can tell something was, was built around being a flagship for a company or like uh, even a, 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 um, the quality level in, in the production felt like this is something we want to present to the world as a game of the year. So then when you get that and you see what the potential was after you get through all the bull of bad optimization, CPU just not being right. And you're just not able to play the game constantly. Cause every time I load that game up, I still got to wait four minutes and for me to even get the optimized files before I can play the game. So it gets faster and faster if I play it daily, but it's still the same thing where it just constantly has to go through these checks and balances, get it to work right. And if I change a setting, I'm probably going to have to restart the game. So I, I'm, I am 
omitting a lot of the problems because I know if it wasn't there, it would be my game of the year. So, um, mm-hmm. I just don't want to, you know, lead people astray like, oh, he's it's dope. I mean, it is dope. And, and I think you can get a good experience on the consoles. Just don't play it on PC. You can play on play on consoles. I mean, if you got a higher enough rig, yeah, you could push it to where it works right. But literally, you cannot change settings. So if you have a mid-range PC and you're trying to run it at max settings with a at 1440p or 1080p, maybe you can get away with it. But maybe ray tracing is not just too much, and you can't tweak anything, turn it off to get it to you running. 99% of utilization on your GPU because it is not optimized properly. On now it's running at 80 and you're only getting 45 frames per second. It's like that is literally my case, like my use case. I can't turn off ray tracing to get more frames because all it does is drop my GPU utilization. So I have to max out everything for it to barker down on my GPU in order for it to get off my CPU because it can't candle optimizing from the cpu's optimization because it's only on one uh core or whatever it's just like that is that is unacceptable to me and to a lot of to a large degree um and that's why i've been like holding off on buying games like lords of the fallen i held off on it because it just wasn't optimized properly when it launched so i have become a stickler for that but i know what a good game i know when a game's a good game and that's a good goddamn game it's just has too much controversy around it to me to recommend it to people like go pick it up and try it so we can so we can get this game to game of the year i just can tell you that i had a great experience from what i how i was able to play it after i got past all the bull so um accepting you know the good with the bad is kind of like unfortunate but that is a solid experience and Anybody that can participate in that right now, I think you'll have a great time. I just think it's shat- it's overshadowed by a bunch of crap that honestly probably was out of the devs' control, but it could have been a lot better. Um, so yeah, I wanted to give it some um praise because I know it's not gonna get none at the game of the year because it's just been it was just poorly received. I'll be really surprised if it gets nominated for anything. Um. But it deserves a nomination for definitely our environmental design. I think it definitely deserves something for storytelling. But um, and I'm not even I'm not even like I'm only halfway through it, and I'm in, I am engaged like a mug. So I know I'm going to finish this, and I'm going to probably have a, a even better time or easier time talking through it and kind of having a ex- uh, conversation around it because that's how that's how good it is to me. But I mean, everybody has their own opinion, but um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of, again, talk about that and get past it because, uh, yeah, Alan Wake 2 is going to get a lot of praise, but I think that one is important to mention as well from to an extent, too. So um, we don't talk about game of the year, but we're going to probably get into some more topics before we do that. Anything on Jedi Survivor before we move on to the next? This 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 next one's for Jalen. I might have to go ahead and beat the first one so I can go play the second one the way you made it sound so good. I, I'm telling you, I think you'll have a good time. I think they are really good games, but you 
You already know that. You played a little bit of the first one. I think you just stopped. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, they, 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 that, um, that, that third one, that might be the one for real. But we'll see how it go. Um, cause I ain't even beat it. Yet. <laughs> I'm talking about this cash money and I ain't even beat it yet, man. You talking about that cash money, you ain't even beat it yet? Listen, I'm bone beat it. I'm gonna beat it real soon. I'm telling you, from what I played, it definitely hits all the hits everything I'm looking for in a sequel and then some. So uh but yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about Modern Warfare 3 campaign. Um I I don't want I don't want to introduce her. I, I let my my boy Josh off the leash because he he been holding back. He been biting his tongue for a little bit. He said I paid care money for this game. Couldn't even play. Mm. <laughs> uh, early access? What? Early access? Who, Josh? Uh, so Josh been having a, yeah. a real tough yeah. time, tough go at it. But I'm gonna let him explain. But we we gonna talk a little bit about Modern Warfare Three campaign. So go ahead, Josh. So, speaking of um, PC issues. So, oh my goodness, yeah. Last week, you know, me and Deontay had Modern Warfare Three pre-ordered, uh, so you can play it early. Um, I I played the played Modern Warfare 2019 and Modern Warfare Two recently over the last two three weeks, and I really really like Modern Warfare 2019. It was a really good story. I, they I feel like the characters were good, storytelling was good, the missions were fun. And even though it's short, it felt like everything was like, it wasn't bloated. Modern Warfare 2, unfortunately, I didn't like it as much because it felt bloated. Like, the story didn't really go anywhere. There were no real stakes, like, no main characters died or anything. The missions were long, like, 20 to 40 minutes instead of, like, 10 to 15. It doesn't need to be this long, and I hope Modern Warfare 3 is, is better. Unfortunately, Modern Warfare 3 impressions of it are a lot worse but i didn't even get to play it because i pre-ordered it on steam um and i load the game up you know you load up the call of duty app and it's it starts at like the main menu so you select modern warfare 3 and it it loads modern warfare 3 so it has to close the call of duty app and then open up modern warfare 3 and it'll crash and i get the same error code and I, i've tried a whole bunch of different things so I then went on to google to figure out what's going on Oh, and this is a uh, common issue with mono, uh, with Call of Duty on PC, specifically AMD uh, CPUs that has existed for the last three Call of Duty games. And the solution is to try, it's, it's a long list of 30 different, um, uh, t- different things that you can try, like um, boot, go into your BIOS menu and turn this thing off, or this folder and re-download the game or is like sign into OneDrive and it's like all these different things like nobody actually knows what the issue is yeah nobody knows what the issue is but it it keeps coming up and I actually found I guess like somewhat the root of the issue but at that point I was tired um, because it has something to do with like your CPU, not overclocking, but the CPU speed. And we're like, for some reason, when you launch the game, it's going to put a big hit on your CPU. And so, for example, if your CPU can do like 5.5 gigahertz or something like that, but it's only doing 5 instead of the full 5.5, 5, 
it will crash because it didn't have enough CPU uh, power. And for Intel, I guess you can just go into like the Intel app and just make a tweak and it will, it will, that will fix the issue with no problem. On AMD uh, CPUs, you can't use the Intel app and the AMD one doesn't, I guess, give the same results. So the best thing to do is to turn off your XMP uh, feature in your um, BIOS. But I was like, at that point, I was tired because I had a, at that point on Steam, the Steam timer was an hour and 55 minutes. And I had been troubleshooting for like five hours and I was tired. So I refunded the game and uh, not getting it on PC and I'm not playing it on PC. Um, but I wasn't too sad because actually it turned out that the story is trash and the uh, the the story is trash. The characters are trash. The ending is a cliffhanger 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 oh ending. Uh, the the missions, the open uh, world missions that they were talking about, like oh, this is our new feature, are actually trash as well because they're literally just copy and paste uh, Warzone objectives like you instead of you know call of duty games are linear like you if, if they got you driving in a car you hop in a car you can't really do anything you just own rails and you're shooting at people it's like okay now we got an open world call of duty this might be fun but all they did was take the dmz or like the warzone map idea drop you in the map and now you're just wandering around picking up guns shooting at little ai enemies and then you get to the next objective Next mission is this is lazy and it's not good charging a bunch of money for it and it's worse because i'd say the other two modern warfare games had decent stories like i didn't like two as much but the story wasn't bad the missions weren't bad they're just bloated and now we have bad missions and a bad story so it's like what's going on obviously this was meant to be dlc uh but yeah, i still put some effort into it <laughs> Oh. That's that's my thoughts on Modern Warfare 3. Oh, and I, I'm going to let y'all go into it too, but the review embargo, not review, but the um, the embargo for zombies lifted today, and people were talking about zombies, and um, zombies is open world zombies, uh, but it's the same thing where the new Warzone map that they're coming out with in a, in a couple weeks or whatever, um zombies takes place on the new warzone map so it's literally just the dmz mode that they had where you you drop into the space you fight ai enemy oh you pick you go around pick up guns if you die you lose the guns and stuff that you were carrying um and so instead of being like a i would say a hand tailored zombies map we're gonna play on a warzone map with zombies However, personally, I think it might still be okay because there's no PvP elements to it. It's only PvE, and there are other players that will be randomly be in there. So if you just want to, I guess, kind of do like a single-player, like, casual mode, mm-hmm. it could be fun. But again, it feels like they're not putting real effort into the Zombies mode that they used to put in, you know, where they have, like, what, Danny Trejo and other celebrities in the in the zombies mode and we're gonna have like an interesting story and we're gonna 
it make the rounds unique and stuff like that. So uh, I'd say so far the game is seeming really disappointing with like the whole whole package. The whole package. Yeah, that's that's that my feelings tough. on Modern Warfare Three. That is tough. Yeah, I'm not doing a good job right now, man. Y'all, y'all ain't... I mean, we locked in. I'm I'm not getting it on PC, but I'm getting it on Xbox, and you're gonna get it on something else. <laughs> It's like that, that being said, we ain't got to love it. We ain't got to say it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But uh, yeah. we all locked in. They won. Yeah, it's not like I'm getting a, a, a product that I'm paying too much for, huh? Yep, that is unfortunately uh, that's what DLC this maps. Like. But yeah, yep. I think. Um, I think this they is... They literally took Warzone as like, this is the best thing we did in Call of Duty. You see how much they love Warzone? Let's put everything in Warzone. The campaign Warzone, the zombies Warzone, more Warzone. <laughs> I can't get enough. Warzone for everything. You want Warzone? Warzone, you Warzone. Want Warzone give us some. Warzone, Warzone, give us some. He said, give me some, give me some. Warzone. Warzone, Warzone. What you want, my boy? <laughs> oh, you want what? Hey, y'all hear this dude? He don't know what he want. Get him Warzone. That's what he want. <laughs> Get him Warzone right now at breakneck speeds. Uh, it, it come out in a couple of days. I'm locked in, Gene. Um, and, I, and I think that... I mean, obviously, we got other stuff we can play. And I'm still going to try to play Apex Legends. But I don't... I think that the, I think that the multiplayer is going to be okay. I just... Now I'm mad that some of the things that I thought I was going to get my money's worth from... I kind of sound a little bit, yeah, you know. Yeah, so at this point, the only like saving grace for Modern Warfare Three is the multiplayer. And personally, I'm looking forward to it because actually, Modern Warfare Two, like the the newer one, is not my favorite Call of Duty, but it's fun. Like I feel like like Call of Duty has good bones. Like the structure is good, the guns are fun, the maps are so so. But we're gonna get classic maps, which are fun. So as long as the game works, like we boot it up, we connect to the servers and get in matches, I think I would be happy because the game is fun. It's just they're selling seventy to a hundred dollar DLC that's kind of not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh it's kind of a tough one, you know. Um, like I said, I mean, I, I'm fine with continuing what's going on. It, it kind of sucks that you're not able to play on PC and it kind of got me worried because I do have a whole AMD build, but, um, I haven't had that issue. Honestly, I just been able to play yeah. it, but it could come out of nowhere, right? Randomly. And it just becomes a problem, right? Yeah, but I think at this point you would have to tweak it because I was I never played Warzone on Steam, so my hour time was under two hours, so I could refund it. But yeah, if it comes up week. Yeah, because mine's is like eighteen hours, so I'm I'm done with like being able to refund any DLC more than like it's just more so um and I wouldn't want to play it on my PS5 anyway, so it's really I'm stuck with this. I'm gonna have to tweak. Uh, so okay, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's nothing else that really can 
that I can think of that made me feel like, you know, Modern Warfare Three is a, um, it's a it's a it's an easy sale. I think it's a hard sell at this point. I think unfortunately, with the amount of time and um effort I, I've actually enjoyed playing just shipment and just being playing, being able to do mindless things in this game. So I'm still gonna have I'm still gonna have fun with it, and it's gonna really help me learn keyboard and mouse because I know this type of game is just too twitchy. I mean, not to be able to get better at it, but um, it is going to still be kind of split between Overwatch and Apex, and I don't want to feel like I'm neglecting the one I actually paid money for by playing the other ones that I kind of might enjoy more. But I think Call of Duty has a really good, as you stated, the 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 multiplayer in the beta we played was actually fun. It's when you get the when you unleash the players on it and really let them play it is where it kind of gets muddy for me. I'm like, what are they going to be playing with? How are they going to be playing? And is this going to be fun if if they just unlocked a lot of stuff and let the world go crazy because they're balance balancing now on not not one game of guns, but two game of guns. That's what really worries me. So yeah, it's going to have like um, 80 guns. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, so it can be enjoyed, but it, it, it may be minimized of that enjoyment. Um, so yeah, and I really don't, I, I really don't think games right now should be that way, especially when I'm paying that much for it. So, but it's cool. It's cool. Um, I don't want to. Out of curiosity. Go ahead. Go ahead. Out of curiosity. Why, why do y'all want to play this Call of Duty so much? Because uh, we you. have a uh, gentleman's agreement that we're all <laughs> locked in. That's not what together. I'm talking about. Uh, that, that came after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, so like I said, um, I like I've always liked Call of Duty, but there there are too many Call of Duty games, and a lot of the quality of them varies from year to year. Blah blah blah. Uh, what we played of the beta of Modern Warfare Three was fun. Like, I had a lot of fun with it. The, the shooting still feels like, you know, some of the best in the industry. You know, there there are a lot of good competitors now, um, but Call of Duty still feels really good. Um, the maps were redesigned and updated. They, they all look good. So really, it's just fun. That That's the main thing. And I thought that the I could also enjoy the single player, maybe a little bit of zombies and enjoy it. So overall, I felt good about getting it. Now that the single player is not good and the zombies is, you know, we it's up in the air, we gotta see. It's really just leaning on I'm gonna play this mother game with. Uh, and yeah. if y'all don't get it or if y'all don't play it, I can still at least have fun with playing the multiplayer. I've been playing Modern Warfare 2 and I enjoy it. Am I gonna play it by myself for the next year? Probably not, but if y'all get it, I'll longer. Yeah. Um, my 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 reasons are kind of aligned with Josh's. Um, I played it. I I was able to play it on my own and feel comfortable playing it. But I had a goal to achieve. If I am upset with how the game is going and my goals become a little bit less interesting, like I had a goal throughout this entire last month where I was trying to get the ghoulie weapon, and then I was trying to get upgrade a bunch of weapons at the same time. I was trying to get that carryover experience. But during that time, I had fun dropping 30, 
dropping 50 in Call of Duty. I enjoyed that aspect of it. Granted, um, I didn't have everybody playing with me. I was just playing by myself and it gave me some time to play it. Um, and, and just kind of enjoy it for what it is. Um, I don't think I need you guys to truly enjoy playing Call of Duty. Like, I'm pretty sure um, Sean's going to get it or some people I know that are going to play the game that I can, like, hang out with if I want to play it. But at the same time, I know that most of the time I'm on a, on a game, y'all on a game. And if y'all on a game, y'all probably going to be saying, out oh, what are we playing? If you don't have Modern Warfare, it's probably going to be us picking between a, a free game like Overwatch or Apex. So then it becomes... Okay, I just paid all this money for this game, but I'm not playing it. So now I have to play it on my own time. And now I'm playing multiple shooters when one should be given my time. So this was a dedicated, you know, this was a dedicated moment to of of, of spending money on a certain game to to get us all access to the said game. So not only now is it feeling more and more like um like more of a uh, a chore to buy than to have fun with, yeah. but it started as to have fun with. That's what it started as. It started to be a fun game to play with y'all and enjoy because y'all actually like the Modern Warfare 2 maps that could probably provide more, more playtime than normal for a standard Call of Duty game. And all we are doing is... Uh, uh, shooting a, you know, we we just talking while we play anyway. But I get that. Um, Jalen needs sometimes more than that. He kind of doesn't have a. He needs objective, and if his objective is mindless because he doesn't care about most of it, it becomes a chore to play. So I do think that we should reevaluate. I hopefully Josh didn't buy because. I already bought it, right? I know I have to have it. And I'm okay with just having it. But uh I know I know Jalen. <laughs> and so what I was gonna say that we one issue that we have at playing together is that we don't have a like casual mindless game that we can play. Because right. we play Overwatch and I like Overwatch. Overwatch is very fun. However, Overwatch requires 100% attention and it requires everybody to like constantly think about getting better and changing your yep. strategy and trying a new character. So you just can't jump on the game and play the game. Whereas like Call of Duty and others, I mean, it, right now, I don't think it's any shooters out that you can just play mindlessly. Like maybe no, Apex, you can't do it with Apex. Apex. You can't do it with, it's, yeah. even if it's so team oriented that it's not fun unless everybody is engaged in entertaining it whereas in call of duty if Jalen on the phone texting or whatever i don't care because i'm still dropping bodies it's not like it's gonna need him to be take this hard point but when you get on the game okay come with me to this hard point so i get that aspect of it too where we play a lot of games where it takes a lot and i'm sitting here trying to get better with mccree and it makes me annoyed that i'm not that great so now i have to I get tired of it after the first amount of games. I'm not winning. So Call of Duty, I've never gotten tired of it because I don't care. <laughs> this was like, yeah. I'm playing it because I'm enjoying it and I'm getting the things that I still want out of it. So 
do you get that Jalen like that that sometimes is fulfilling in its own right where you don't have to pay attention too much I understand you need objective audit most of the time but I guess where you do you get what we're saying like that from that perspective yeah I mean I, I get it I was just curious why y'all you know was pressing so hard for the game especially you know, well, you know, Josh has sometimes he has mirror and he and I'm pretty sure, you know, you, you, you sometimes you just got other stuff you got to do. And maybe these like smaller, you know, quick hits are better off than um, that. But from our perspective, if you're if you're trying to ask us what we well, from from what I what I know from what I wanted, how I, why I wanted to play it was that I thought Modern Warfare 3 was the best Call of Duty first. That's first and foremost. Second, yeah, I enjoyed the lot about the beta. So, um, I enjoyed the movement. I enjoyed the perks. I enjoyed the maps. And I know that they were Modern Warfare 2 maps, but I enjoyed those maps as well. Um, they felt a lot more straightforward and enjoyable. And um, you only can get better as you play it. And honestly, I kind of figured out Call of Duty. Uh, not to a degree to the point where I'm like super good. But I figured it out as in like how to actually win fights, even though it's a twitchy game and everything is super fast paced and like all that good jazz. But um, there's a plenty of loadouts that I enjoy. There's there's matchups and different um, things that I can like play around with to get better and to like make make my loadouts fun and enjoyable and there's a lot of weird quirky things you can do um in the game that i thought was intriguing so those are the reasons why i was buying it truly for the multiplayer but i was hoping the things around it would be, make me feel more fulfilled with my purchase doesn't like that's gonna be the case <laughs> but uh i'm still fulfilled with the core thing that i was going to buy anyway because what i played of it they really can't mess that up. Only the community can right now. And um, that is my worry. So, yeah. I'll be honest. If y'all are aware with, you know, I just need like a brain dead game where we can just, you know, like spend some time, you know, to play the game with each other and not be as intensive and still find enjoyment out of it. Y'all would have sold me right there with that. That's all y'all had to say. I'm like, y'all got your kids and all that type of stuff. All that other stuff, I'll be like, all right, well, I mean, it's cool, but, but if if that's part of the reason, then I I easily go buy the game. I could go spend seventy dollars for a game, or go play a game said, with y'all. But we kind of, uh, well, I know Josh nah. at least mentioned it already before. He was like, I can't play Overwatch because I, <laughs> I can play Call of Duty though, and that's why I was like, uh, yeah, that makes sense because you don't really have to pay attention. So it's just like those little moments where you're kind of like, uh. You really Call don't want to. It's the only game that's not going to kick you in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's just like those games are super competitive for a reason. They're fun and, and high, you know, concentration. But, um, you know, I like, I like, I like having those other games that I know we can fall back on, um, for a little bit of enjoyment, especially like a zombies mode or something like that. Like I still, after playing it for a little bit, I like Warzone. I don't like it a lot, but it has like um elements that I enjoy out of it and um sticking together and stuff like that. So um it's a little bit of everything in this like 
mode but when if i'm playing modern warfare 3's multiplayer i feel like i can understand a little warzone a little bit better and like carry all that stuff over but obviously that stuff don't matter to you so i'm just telling you that uh yeah simply sometimes those brain dead games are fun But um Yeah, I mean it's cool to be brain dead, but I mean again if it's the whole benefit y'all and y'all experience y'all with, you know, having kids and stuff like that. Um yeah. Gotcha. Uh but yeah, overall for me, um the campaign and I, I kinda wanna leave it at that. The campaign for me at this point, I'm only two hours in. I thought it was interesting. Um I don't play open missions on this game at all, so I don't really know what to, what to what is being reused from for what is worth um so i really don't have much to talk about i was running around like i was playing a multiplayer match and just killing everything and i thought it was super fun and hilarious because it just did not it broke me out of the element of having to be in a linear path and i thought it was enjoyable i was parachuting around the map going to objectives i thought it was interesting and intriguing but I understand if people are used to a certain thing and you already had that experience elsewhere, like spec ops missions or whatever, it kind of feels like a slap in the face. So um, I am going to reserve my comments to the very end of it, which I only probably got like two hours left. And probably at that point, I'm probably going to agree with you guys because that is way too short, way too small. And for you to feel like you're not actually getting um, truly catered or um uh, curated missions that's that's a, that is definitely a slap in the face so uh but overall you know we're still gonna buy it i mean i'm still gonna buy it and go from there so we we, we can um have something to play with that especially when it comes to multiplayer but i'm pretty sure we either yeah. did a good job of convincing y'all not to buy it or convincing y'all that it may be okay to play <laughs> at some point down the line uh because yeah it that was that was an interesting conversation because it, it just well i mean i don't think activision needs help with selling call nah, they, they don't, don't need to, they don't need the help at all they don't need it they got the monies they got the books they got the everything so yeah but uh i guess as we talked a lot about call of duty um i was i want to quickly go over the overwatch stuff uh from blizzcon um just because, like, um, that, that is a game we all play and enjoy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they showed a lot. They they talk about all their games, like, at this kind of, like, uh, Diablo and stuff like that. But specifically, mm-hmm. Roblox, they talk about Season 8, 9, 10, and... No, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. So, like, the next five seasons, they show a little bit of content. Uh, the first one is... Uh, I don't know how to say his name. Magua. Um, he's the... Magua. Magua? Yeah, uh, Polynesian uh, Overwatch hero. He's a he's another tank. Has two yep. mini guns uh, strapped to his arms, and he can Reinhardt charge around the level. He seems interesting, like a very oppressive um, tank, as far as like his concept. Uh, I was thinking he was going to be another Arissa, which I know is going to make people mad because y'all hate Arissa. Um, but very oppressive in your face tank. And he can still be that, but it seems that his place in the meta is kind of, um, uh, I don't know, it, it's not settled yet, but people are, are not liking 
place in the meta because he's he's big. He has a hit, big hitbox. He requires a lot of healing to keep him uh, effective. Uh, kind of like Arisa. Arisa needs her team around, but Arisa has a lot of like defensive abilities, like a little uh, javelin spin thing. Uh, Magua doesn't really have that. He he has the Reinhardt charge, but it's kind of predictable. Um, he's not that fast. He doesn't have any other like movement abilities or things like that. So I think they might still change him because he doesn't actually come out until next season. And this season is still going for like another month or so. So uh, they might tweak him. And when he actually comes out, he might be a lot stronger and more oppressive. But overall, I'd like to see another oppressive tank. I feel like the tank meta is kind of stale where you get like a Zarya who's really good and it's just annoying to fight against her all. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I don't know what season the hero is coming out, but the next two are supports. Uh, one of them is like a, I don't know how to describe it, but like Diglett. <laughs> That's what people were saying. But anyways, it it's a character, has like a machine gun, and they also heal. But their main gimmick is that they can like crawl underground like they jump into the ground they dig a hole and they go around the ground i don't know how long they can stay there but anyways they'll pop up out of the ground heal you and then go back down into the so i think that's an interesting like support because a lot of supports don't have good movement options other Mm -hmm. than like lucio uh so that'd be good because personally i don't like playing um obviously zenyatta but like some of the supports are really good but they don't have movement and when there's a sombra like chasing you all the time it gets annoying because you don't have any way to defend yourself um if they catch you off guard uh the next one thing they revealed was a lot of maps they, they bring it back hanamura but they're going to change it's, it's a two-point capture they're going to change the game mode but it's still going to be that environment but a different game mode so that's cool we'll get a bunch of new maps uh, and the last hero is going to be a season 12. Uh, they haven't revealed a lot about them other than their, how they look. And they kind of look like a Mega Man character with like a helmet and a spacesuit and like an mm. arm cannon, uh, stuff like that. Um, they seem cool, but it's another healer, but they haven't said type of uh, abilities they're going to have. So. Mm. All that being said, I think it's cool that they showed so much because overwatch can sometimes feel stale and i think that since they've switched over to a um live service model they have to keep the the excitement up for the game keep people interested so also they're gonna have um instead of gold weapons for competitive they're gonna release some new uh weapon skins for competitive like emerald or like diamond and stuff like that so if at any point People are interested in playing uh, competitive. You'll have some new, unique rules. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, so it was. Uh, a, it was a pretty decent um, BlizzCon, you would say. Oh, I didn't see uh, the whole thing, but for Overwatch, yeah, it was a decent rollout. Um, they. I'm excited about the new characters, so we'll see how they come out. All right, all right. Well, um, I know at least, um, from my standpoint, I mean, I, obviously, I'm not the greatest. I just thought he looked okay. He looked really cool. I thought some of his moves were cool, but a lot, yeah, as you stated, a lot of people were saying he's getting melted. So 
I'm looking for a rework, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they actually do with him. But um, overall, right now, I was kind of excited. I thought he was. I thought he had some interesting techniques, though. Um, I'll leave it at that. I was the only person I seen. I didn't see any of the other stuff you mentioned. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Overwatch is you know getting their stuff. They're still getting stuff for it. Hopefully, um, hopefully that it. it, it it gets more excitement around it because it is one of now my favorite, one of my favorite shooters. It wasn't for a very long time, but it is one of my favorite team shooters now. Um, so yeah, hopefully it, it, it continues to, you know, get ele- elevated in that light. Any, any thoughts yeah, yeah. on Overwatch 2? Jalen? I'm just happy to hear that you like that game a lot. Uh, I didn't say a lot. I said it's one of my favorite. Yeah, I guess I did say it. Never mind. Favorite yeah, yeah, yeah. hero shooters. It did. It is. I heard it first. Uh, we got that. Y'all, boy, y'all like, heard it here first. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's move on to some other interesting fun. Say that again. Say you seem like you start liking it when you stop playing soldier. I was never playing soldier. <laughs> I don't think I was playing Soldier to to a large extent. I definitely was playing Widowmaker a lot, um, and I was playing May, but not not Soldier. Soldier was very much so. Uh, uh, he was the generic character that could just run. Uh, but let's move. Let's move on. Let's move on. We got three other topics I want to cover before we get out of here. First one, Ubisoft lays off 124 employees to enhance collective efficiency. I have no idea what that means. Um, but basically, a couple of, I think, has, they, they closed, like, the mobile studio, a closure, like, the U- Ubisoft London. They had some layoffs in May, but they just launched, released, like, 124 more people, um, and 98 of them being in Canada. Uh, they were actually up year over year, um, <laughs> quarterly or their net booking. So I really don't understand. They were up thirty six point six percent year over year from the crew. Maybe it wasn't enough, but uh, yeah, to lay off one hundred and eighty four people is, and then say that is due to collective enhanced collective efficiency. That doesn't make any sense to me. But what I do know is that the entire market, the entire gaming community has been laying off people left and right. And um, this is just more of the same, unfortunately, where people are being removed and um, displaced from their positions. Um, And it's unfortunate because I feel like these companies actually do have the money and the equity to kind of keep these people on board. It's just them trying to skinny off the top while everybody else is doing it. I think that is kind of what it doesn't make any sense to be anything other than that. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, more layoffs, more problems. I, I really don't. I really hope that, you know, they I, I, I never thought Ubisoft was in a bad position. They have so many live service games. They love this, that, that live service model where they continue to build on old games. I think they're still doing updates for For Honor. I feel that they, they definitely still doing updates for Rainbow Six. Um, and they, they love to keep a game going longer than it needs to be. So 
I don't really see them having an issue maintaining profit because they're not like launching new IPs. They're just rehashing DLC and providing on content that they already built. Not that hard to deal with something after it's been built. So, at least in my opinion, I mean, I'm not a game developer. I'm just saying that uh, they have a model and it seems to be working. Ubisoft, I thought, was off, fell off the planet and they still around. So, um, they still making Mario Rapids. They're still doing their thing in other areas. They got Avatar coming out. Far Cry 6 probably did really well for them. Um, and they obviously said the crew motor fest did well for them in this quarter. So, or last quarter. Um, so I mean, I really don't see them having a, a problem holding on to 124. So it's weird, it's a little weird, man. Um, comes off the heel of Bungie doing the same thing recently. And it's Bungie getting a, a significant amount of backlash. I seen even earlier that the escapist and like, they were people were just quitting from their publication because of like people being let go. So it's in the water, man. Something in the water. Y'all stay safe out there if y'all work in these uh gaming. If you work for corporate America in general, be safe out there. Cause it ain't it, it, you ain't ain't nobody safe. You know you your ruin your Christmas can be ruined. Um, so just you know, I don't know. I ain't got no I ain't got no advice for you, but you know, get your LinkedIn stuff ready. What really surprised me was the escapist people just saying they wanted to resign, not sign the NDA and like I like something something big finna happen or at least something finna come out about that whole situation. That like, I've never seen people be like, nah, I'm not gonna sign no NDA, I'm not getting that severance package. I wanna talk. I wanna talk about what happened to me. It's interesting. So we'll see what happens from that. Um, I wasn't the biggest escapist fan. I think Josh subscribed to them on my YouTube channel a while ago. I never took them off. So there was, I used to watch, it was only one I used to watch a lot. And I think it was the one with the yellow screen. I forget the name of it. It was yeah, like zero punctuation. Yeah, he, that was the one. The creator, he's like their biggest like content creator for that website. He was, you know, exclusive to their platform for a long time. Uh, but he he was the biggest one to like quit because um, mm -hmm. they, they laid off people. But yeah, he was like, um, I'm resigning and I don't own the rights to this, uh, you know, uh, zero punctuation, but I'm going to find, you know, make something else. Uh, but him willingly leaving thing that he's been working on, you know, for a decade. Yeah, there's something going on at the escapist. Everybody. Yeah. They all they leaving together. Yeah, they are, which is crazy. So, um, yeah, we're going to come out. If something will come out, we're going to figure out what's going on there. But I uh, just wanted to mention that Ubisoft is still being Ubisoft. Um, but everybody is doing it. So I'm doing their extra little amount. They, not only is there 124 people here, they, they laid off a lot of people earlier in the year um, and closed out a couple of studios. So this is not their first hit. Um, Epic Games, little, 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 little joy there. Epic Games Store still isn't profitable nearly five years after launch. That means that all them exclusives they were buying, it just ain't helping. <laughs> uh, Dead Island 2. Alan Way 2. Uh, I know it was a few others. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. It just 
ain't working. <laughs> uh, they do have a lot of free games, but uh, to entice people to come over and they have been stealing the rights to game for the last five years and it just ain't working. Uh, they're still not profitable and uh, a lot of gamers are rejoicing because they find that their practices are terrible on PC. Um, honestly, Honestly, I, I, I kind of feel like if they're paying for it, they can do whatever they want. But at the same time, I know that that's a problematic statement. Um, it's kind of the feel the same way of um, Sony and what they do. Like, they pay for it, whatever. Like, Final Fantasy 16 to me was a dud, but they pay for it. They have it on their platform. Um, and I had to purchase that platform to play it. Epic Game Store is just another store. It's not. Um, I don't know. I, I look at it differently because I'm just joining into the PC gaming. I don't have any like loyalty to Steam, but I know who is making the best experience for me on PC right now, and that is Steam. So I don't. I don't have any loyalty to them, but I know who is creating the tools necessary for me to succeed on PC gaming. Right where I'm able to go from handheld to to PC and and transition and Steam Cloud saves and being able to be able to pick up a game where I left off at and not feeling worried about my uh, my my um my games not being there or something like that. That's something that I value, um, and it's something that is even important, making me want to repurchase games I have on Epic Game Store to play on Steam because of integration, um. So I get people being concerned about that and I get people having rejoice about I mean being rejoicing about them not being able to turn a profit because um can't turn a profit, I don't know what you're doing. So um yeah, what are your thoughts on uh Epic Games Store? I know you've been even holding off on buying games because of this whole thing too. So what were your what's what's your thoughts, Josh? Um yeah, I don't really use the Epic Game or for anything, I have a couple games on there that I got for free that I haven't played. Like, I wanted to play Death Stranding. Um, and I will probably play it. It's just, when it comes to PC space, and especially anything non-Steam, uh, these other stores change so much, and it's just, you won't have a good user experience. Like, I own games on EA, I own games on Ubisoft, Uplay, I own games on uh, Blizzard. And most of them are trash. Blizzard has been okay, but like EA has like they they completely got rid of the old app, and then you got to download the new app. But then some games don't work, or they work weird. It's like you launch the game, and it launches the old app, and then switches back to the new app. And so it's like with the Call of Duty thing, I hate on PC having to deal with all these different systems working together when I just want to launch the EXE, start the game, and play it. And Steam. Yeah really is the best place for that and even when you still have to like you buy a ubisoft game on steam you still got to go through ubisoft um personally i wouldn't do that but at least having your library in one place where you have a consistent user experience that won't be trash in two years mm -hmm. then that's why i stick to stick to Steam. for example if you know i don't think epic's going anywhere but if they and make a change to the store where it's like, oh, these games are going to be delisted or the store is going to switch over to a new app. And, you know, your experience might not be the same. It's like, that's just annoying and I don't want to have to do it. 
So nothing personally against the Epic Store, but it's more about the non-Steam unproven stores that everywhere in the wild on people. Yeah, no, I agree. Because I think that is um, a good testament, especially when it comes to like longevity. Um, you, you know, once you own a game on PC, you own it forever, and like where however whatever happens, you know that it's going to be with you for the the majority the, the long the period of that time because it's like uh, basically for your lifetime because it's not going anywhere. And I only ha- mm-hmm. I only have the. I only have that built-in trust because of Steam at this point. I don't have it with other yeah. companies. So, again, um, it's not that I have any grievances towards these other plans that for doing these things, but I want to make sure my digital purchases are secure. And I get that. There's a lot of trust to be built there. And um, a lot of people just not not, not going for it. So, um, interesting, interesting stuff, but in my opinion, I think, you know, Epic Game Store having exclusives to my to me isn't like the biggest problem. It is more so um uh, go ahead. Yeah, I think with Epic it became annoying because they are they're willing to just throw a bunch of money to, yeah. for exclusivity and it and it's just to literally just to stop it from being on other platforms. So it's not that like I don't think they pay for it. They pay for some of it, so that makes sense. And Sony, they pay for some of uh, Final Fantasy, but like also when Sony does like we have the exclusive Hawk Moon for a year uh, to Destiny, like that really is just like who who does that benefit? Are you making extra sales off yeah. or anything like that? I just want to keep people on other platforms from having a good time because they are not on your platform. Right. And so when it comes to like overly aggressive like we're gonna get every single exclusive then that i guess it might put a bad taste because that's like i don't know if it's anti-consumer but it's just like business practices are like why are you so aggressive <laughs> yeah no I, I, and like i said there's 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 good practices bad practices and then there's just you know it's just business um i think that falls within that just business but back but bad practice as well um mm-hmm. a little bit more than good practice because even if you are required you know gaining the rights to that game for a certain period of time um your your platform still has to show why it's worthy of me to buy it on it. i think they're lacking in that or they're just buying stuff they're lacking in the actual showing that this is a worthy uh store to use and want to have games on like you're yeah you're throwing me a lot of free games but what are you doing to make me feel comfortable with this with this um store in general and they're not doing a lot yeah um so understanding that is yeah uh, i understand that for sure speaking of epic um fortnite was very uh, breaking records this week um, no oh yeah, yeah 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 because they get away without have... mentioning fortnite Go ahead. i mean this is not going to be praise for me, but it is breaking records that um, they're doing a OG season. So yeah. for one month, they're bringing back the first, uh, like the first year or two of Fortnite. They're going to have the map from year one, you know, with Loot Lake and stuff like that. Uh, the battle pass with some remix items. Uh, so pretty much 
everything that you would get from the first year or so of Fortnite. And a lot of people are happy about it because they, I personally don't get it. I think that Fortnite has improved, but and having less mechanics and worse, like less interesting map or something like that is not as fun. But a lot of people like it. And so they have 40, 45 million million players in one day uh, for Fortnite. Yeah. And that's um, the biggest day ever that they had in in six years. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's crazy. Uh, so, it was insane. I, I did not I, I did not know um I knew the reach of Fortnite. I just didn't know that we were people were even older people were still interested in Fortnite in that degree. I understand that like we didn't really make those memories in Fortnite cuz we never got yeah. into it. We were too busy with like Destiny and then it switched to Apex once we found a battle royale that we could actually enjoy. Loot Lake, I remember it. I remember dropping in there. I remember being in that little little cave at the bottom. Um, but it never was nostalgic for me, and nor was it like something that I was like, oh, this is really cool. We'll be dropping, boys. Like, none of that stuff really hit for me. So it was kind of like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm straight. Um, but I understand that there is a huge market out there for Fortnite, and I really appreciate when, 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 when people... Because that is one thing about Epic. They're going to keep reinventing themselves and they're going to keep making sure that they are catering to the core audience and not even just their core audience, even more of that audience. And like they're going to provide you as much as they possibly can and the experience that you want in their world, um, which I think is really dope. And I think that their concept of large battle royale is probably the most. um reformed out of all of the other ones like apex launched with all of their iterations and changes in mind they obviously created more verticality and things like that along the way but really the fundamentals of that game is still the same versus fortnite if i go back and play that game now versus what it looks like probably with the og map it's gonna be a significantly different game and um and that's not just on a graphical level it's like literally mechanics so that is something I appreciate when companies do that. And um, no, I think that they are best in class on reinventing the wheel, especially when it comes to like marketing, um, budgeting, understanding what people are looking for within a game, understanding what people enjoy from your game and catering to that. So all dope stuff for real. But 45 million people one day is insane. People can barely get two hundred thousand people in the game, <laughs> but forty-five million. Yeah, that is a lot. So, um, hats off to them. They servers didn't even break down, which is crazy to me. Um, so it just it just shows you the true value of a of a solid product, um, and the true value of like having some. A, a real solid bones of a game. Like they never thought Fortnite would be where it was at when they first put it out. But the the solidness of it and them being able to pivot is what got them to where they are. Like they are not stagnant. Like that game launched as a survival or a survival builder, like Minecraft. <laughs> it switched gears 
immediately when they saw PUBG came out with that. And they said, oh, nah, it's time for us to switch it to a battle royale. And they did it. And they kept fixing it and making it better and making it fun and making it enjoyable. And that's all they had to do. So that's it. I'm cool. I'm cool with praising them when it's definitely warranted. And this is probably something that's never going to be, it's never going to be um, replicated for a very long time in, in any type of gaming uh, platform. So. That is that is what Fortnite holds, and that's the power that they wield. So, for sure, give them their flowers. Anything on Fortnite, Jalen? You dropping um Tilt the Towers Yo, with some Chief Keith playing? That's how it used to be, right? <laughs> yeah, bro, that game can stay right where it's at. You ain't like dropping the Tilt the Towers. You used to love Tilt the Towers. Yeah, I used to go there and get scraped. Yeah, yeah, but you say you still dropping Tilt the Great, great scrape by Ray Eight. Uh, that didn't stop you from dropping tilted, but yeah. Uh, well, okay. I think the last topic I wanted to cover off on was um, Zelda. Uh, so Zelda remake. I mean, not sorry. Zelda is getting a live action movie. Um, I don't think we need it. And if I if they were going to do one, I would have hoped they would do the animated, but they're not. So. What they're doing, and this was news shared in the you know official post, the Nintendo investors. Uh, the film is being produced by Nintendo Shigeru Miyamoto and Avi Arad, chairman of Arad Productions and former founder and CEO of Marvel Studio. Um, he's been accredited to things like Across the Spider Verse, Into the Spider Verse, No Way Home, Far From Home, and Homecoming. Obviously, he was Spider-Man. I don't know how I feel about a live-action Zelda. Uh, I don't know. I'm not hating on it because I ain't seen nothing about it. But I most of the time they don't get it right, and it doesn't feel properly properly adapted to the big screen. Um, obviously this is going to be a huge maker for them, but this is not Mario. To me, Mario has a lot more staying power and like a lot more reckon. It's not, it's a lot more recognizable, right? And I think they were smart in making the animation animated version because you're not tying them to a real life human. What are your thoughts on tying these characters to real life humans. Like everybody hated because Chris Pat was even voicing them. Mario. Imagine Chris Pat playing Mario. Like, what does that blowback look like? And do you think they can succeed with him, Zelda? Um then no. I think if it's just like a generic come put it this way. When they want to make a, a simple or generic like fantasy story. I think Zelda has a lot of similarities to like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. So it's definitely doable. A lot of people like fantasy, like uh, Game of Thrones. With it being Zelda and having been tied to the the game, I think that's where it's going to be able to struggle. People are not going to like Link. People are not going to, or not everybody's going to be able to agree on who should play Link, who should play Zelda, who should play Ganondorf. They're not going to all agree on like the combat and weapons, special effects. 
So I think there it's going to be a hard sell for a lot of people. Personally, I'm not interested in it. Um, if it was like an animated movie, you know, at least that way I feel like, oh yeah, their their final boss fight against you know Calamity Ganon or whatever is going to be like because they're going to be able to do it animated. Or it's like, oh, if it's live action, now you got to worry about mixing the live action with the real people. Mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet be uh, Link. Or they're going to have Tom Holland be Link. Uh, it's oh like Tom God. Holland, you, you young and you, you know, you got the young face, but I don't, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's, I think it's just a hard sell. Now, one thing I was confused about is like, they say live action, but it's real, it's real confusing about what live action means. They called the uh, Lion King live action. It wasn't no real lion in that movie. Uh, it might still be CG, just realistic looking, but. Mm. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think it's just like, uh, I think it's just like shooting yourself in the foot. He's a, he's a, a mute protagonist. I just don't want, I just don't see giving him a voice would help. But I mean, they did it for Mario and it worked. Um, but Mario at least has some word formats that. It's recognizable versus Link is just grunt. So, and it's ain't no Witcher. So I don't know. I mean, he, he's just gonna be a generic uh, anime protagonist. I'm again. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> you know, whatever <laughs> anime character, whatever anime character you can think of. That's just the voice they're gonna give him. Uh, because Link, uh, he doesn't have a voice. But the main point is that he doesn't have a point in the. He's the hero. But he doesn't have any say in the story. He's just, you know, doing what people. Yeah. So it's that's just a generic, you know, hero character. Um, we'll see. It's probably real far away, and it might not even. Yeah. Because Nintendo is specifically Miyamoto. He's real like picky and strict, and a lot of ideas that y'all don't like about Nintendo come directly from him. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, um, well, I think appreciate you guys, you know, getting to this part of the show. Um, we talked about it a lot. I mean, we still have some other things that we could talk about, especially about that PS5 Slim not being so slim. Um, it's still fat and stupid and awkward looking. I don't understand what they did there. Um, but they definitely are making let more money on it for sure. Um, but. There's other stuff we could talk about, but we're going to kind of cut it here and we're going to see you guys next week. But if you got to this part of the show, you're the real OG. As always, I want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate us, help us on these SEO and getting our name out there. We appreciate all that you do. People that come back and listen, I thank you. Um, If you want to check this out on YouTube, you can check it out at the BCD Universe page want to see me streaming you can check me out on the bcd universe page on my twitch or youtube wherever i've streamed to both um but yeah um that's pretty much it for me anything y'all want to say to the people before we get up out of here about you Jalen? oh you you ain't even get to speak about your um your stars that's what he showed didn't believe they see the stars it's better than Chrono Trigger, according to Jalen. You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, 
Yeah, take it up with him. Uh, not, not us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, he got that Chrono Trigger, Trigger, Trigger. He got that. Yeah, but um, we go at some point. We go freaking let him talk about the stars. I, I keep forgetting, and I don't. Uh, I, I run too much out of time. It's like, I think we gotta do that at the top of the hour. Give a good synopsis. Yeah, it was, it was a episode, but uh, yeah, we got on next week. We gonna finally, finally. Jalen going to give us that Sea of Stars review we all looking forward to. Tune in next time on Dragon Ball Wing. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but all right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.